Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today, Patricia has an article for us. Um, I so I am curious to learn more about what we're going to hear about today. Yeah. So today, we're going to talk about micro breaks. So we talked about breaks on the podcast, oh gosh, so long ago, probably when close to when we first launched. Um, and this is kind of a follow-up on that. We're talking about micro breaks, so really short breaks, under 10 minutes, um, and what impacts it has on fatigue and vigor. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Vigor. Vigor. Yeah. (laughs) It's all about (laughs) different types of breaks, so like what kinds of breaks are good, what length of time is good. Um, So it's pretty detailed, so I'm excited to share the results. That's awesome. That will be very exciting. Um, I am very excited to learn about micro breaks because I feel like it's actually harder to – um, take micro breaks in some ways when you're working from home, like we've talked about before, and many people are working from home. Um, or maybe they will still be as this episode airs. But um, but I feel like it's even harder because you think that you don't need time in between things. Like you, you believe in your mind that you can just go from like thing to thing to thing because like you're not going anywhere. But actually mm-hmm. like you need some time to reset. Whereas I feel like if you were like, in an office setting, you might be like, oh, well, I need time to get to that meeting. So at least you're like giving a buffer. Mm-hmm. But in a work from home setting, I think it's even more important to like consciously be like, no, I can't actually just like go from thing to thing to thing to thing, you know? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a good article. There's a lot to unpack. So um, we'll dive in very soon. I want to make a couple announcements first. First of all, this episode is going to be launching sometime in June. And as a reminder for all those listening, we are recording these early because Allie, our fabulous producer, is about to have a baby. Yay! Yay. Um, and I also wanted to just let everyone know that we're going to actually take a break in episodes. So well, there'll be an episode next week, and then there'll be two weeks off for our like 4th of July summer break time. And then we'll come right back with more content. So take those two weeks to catch up on stuff you've missed. And we can't wait to see you after that. So, yes, yes, that will be uh, (laughs) a little break for us. But uh, hopefully everyone is able to uh, catch up on some relaxation as well. Yes. Yeah. And it's summer. And, you know, we don't know the state of the world since we're recording this in April. Um, Hopefully some people are... We're back out a little bit, not fully at home, but who knows? Um, yes. But hope everyone's staying safe and healthy out there. Yeah, regardless of what the state is. It'll be weird to like listen back and be like, what, like, does it sound weird that we're saying that now or not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for now, um, everything is going pretty good. I feel like um, we're moving this weekend, um, so I am in the process of packing up everything. Like, really, I've been focused on, like, getting work done this week, and so I haven't really been doing very much on the packing end of things. So, but our, like, space is not very big, and so I feel like a day and a half or, like, they're not even coming until noon on Sunday. So um, it's Friday night right now or Friday, almost Friday evening. So we have, like, an evening and a day and a morning to, like, get it done I feel like it'll happen you'll get it done I know you will yes we will I was like I can't think about this this week so I just like didn't (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, it'll happen <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you compress things into a period of time where, like, you have no choice but to do it, then it gets done faster maybe I don't know I'm thinking that that's I'm hoping that that's what will occur because if it doesn't then I'll be saddened well I mean worst case scenario you have like a late night on Saturday I think you'll yeah. be fine yeah it'll be good I think it'll be okay too yeah Brendan's already packed up the spare room in the office and most of the living room so actually he's done like a really good job of getting some stuff done so um really it's just me that's been the little lazy bones over here. <laughs> lazy bones of moving. Lazy or busy? Um, busy, busy, lazy bones. I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy bones at work, but lazy bones at moving. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I, I hate moving. So yeah, that yes. makes sense. Yes. What are you guys doing? What, how, what do you have planned for your weekend? Um, actually, Allie's baby shower is this weekend, so ooh, it's a virtual ooh. baby shower, so we'll That's be exciting. celebrating her and little baby, baby girl via Zoom. <laughs> That's um, exciting. So it'll be good, yeah, and we are, other than that, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, we're still in the stay-at-home space, so probably a walk or two here and there. Um, maybe, I don't know, it's supposed to be really warm this weekend, like right now it's in the 90s um wow so the 90s yeah it's hot holy um, monkey so i don't know we'll see maybe we won't want to go outside we want to just like crank the ac and like sit in the dark so we can stay cool i don't yeah but we have no plans as you can imagine um that's warm yes it is warm but i kind of i don't know it's like a weird feeling where like i've missed the warm so i'm excited it's warm but then also <laughs> i can't like go to the pool or the beach so that's like the best part about it being warm. You're like, hello, warm. But yeah. then you're like, no, warm. It's like, I feel like while we're doing stay at home, it should just rain every day. And then it yeah. can be hot when we're done with it. <laughs> I think that would be really nice of the weather to do that for you. Yeah, I wish. But yeah, it's okay. The weather doesn't it's care okay. for us. And our needs. I know. Silly weather. Rude. Uh, <laughs> rude clouds. <laughs> Holding on to all their moisture. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Ridiculous. Boy. But um, it's yes. true. <laughs> yes, it is true. Yeah, we'll bo- mostly be packing all weekend. But we have decided that, like, even though we're only moving, like, two miles away from where we live, I was like, but we have to, like, get takeout from our favorite places. And Brennan's like, we're not actually leaving. Like, we're moving <laughs> We can still go to all these places. They'll like actually deliver to our house. I'm like, I know, but we're not going to live in old town anymore. We're going to live in Delray and feels different. And I like to commemorate things and nothing is exciting to do. So we might as well commemorate this. So I'm like, so we will get some kind of like he I'm picking one of my favorite takeouts and he's picking one of his favorite takeouts. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah. And and it's not like you're going to be walking in the same neighborhood when you like walk Donnie and stuff anymore. Right. So it's, I get it. It's different. It's still a change, yeah. even if it's not far. I think so too. I mean, whatever. Anything for a little commemoration for me, I enjoy. I enjoy a little commemory. <laughs> commemory. I get that. Commemoration. Can you have a commemory? <laughs> I um, think so. Well, now we can. <laughs> we can. <laughs> Only um, us. I mean, that kind of makes me think of like coming up. 
um, is our one year anniversary and yeah. been, we've been trying to think about what we're going to do because obviously we still want to do something special because it's one year. Like that's a big deal. Of course. But, um, I was looking for like gifts and things like trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I found the best gift, but it's so back ordered that it's going to come like a month after our wedding. So I'm not going to buy it because it's really a joke gift. It oh. is. Wait for it. You know how the first anniversary is a paper anniversary? Yes. They have, you can buy toilet paper that says happy paper anniversary. <laughs> and I thought that was so perfect right that now is. because everyone's buying toilet paper. You can't get toilet paper. And then it's like a i mean it's so good it but they're is. so back ordered like i'm wondering no. if people didn't just like buy up that toilet paper too in the crazy toilet paper rush no. of 2020 <laughs> i really want that present for you i know oh, i know no. but it feels silly to like get it on may 30th and be like oh well our anniversary now was a month ago paper. but right. now we and have like, this silly toilet paper but maybe also toilet paper will like come back and people will be like, I don't get it anymore. Um, no, but <laughs> no, but that I do think that that's so fun. I wish that you could get that because that actually is like you would really never give Danny like toilet paper for paper anniversary except for like right now. It's so like it's just so it spot makes so on. much more sense. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I know. I wish paper. I had thought of it earlier, but or knew it existed as a thing that people did. I but. never even knew about these like paper string or like cloth or whatever things until Brendan and I got married. And then our first year he was like, well, it's the paper anniversary. And I was like, the anniversary of paper. Like I was like, so I was like, <laughs> so confused. I was like, what are paper we Paper was created today? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm very confused by this. But he introduced me to this world of the different, the different anniversaries. And it is kind of fun. That's funny. Yeah, we... I mean, I can't say I really knew much about it. All I know is I've heard about the paper anniversary, but I don't know anything else besides paper. There's so like I don't know what like cotton two or three or whatever is. There's cotton. Cotton. That was okay. last year. Um, there's leather. Uh, not so good for vegans. No, I guess you could get vegan leather. Um, there's fruit. <laughs> I'm like looking at it right now because I got curious. I didn't have these like memorized. <laughs> there's fruit. There's wood. That's kind of easy. Yeah. Then there's one that's candy or iron. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who made that a thing? Like iron, but if not, I guess candy, whatever. Like <laughs> I, that, that feels like a lot of people had trouble finding iron and they just like came up with like some other way to candy do it. is a backup plan yeah <laughs> yeah but like every year has a thing like um so it is kind of fun but I feel like last year was our leather and I don't think we paid attention to it last year I feel like that was I forget what we did oh we went on a trip so I Your brought trip maybe I brought something yeah my you brought a purse <laughs> yeah I brought a purse with me and that <laughs> was it um but yeah that would be perfect for paper well what are you gonna do now about paper I don't know I don't know <laughs> no. and by the time this airs no one can give me ideas because no <laughs> it's gonna be way past <laughs> so I'm just gonna we'll see we'll figure it out I don't know oh man um for paper Brendan got me like a little uh print in like a cute frame like a paper print and then he framed it 
That's cute. And I was thinking yeah. about that, but Danny is like so picky about Yeah. Like we've been arguing about where things go on the walls for like ever. And <laughs> he just uh, it's a thing. So like anything like artsy or frames or pictures, I I just won't even touch you can't. because yeah. yeah. I I debated like making a printout like little album. Like maybe that mm-hmm. would be cute cuz yeah. that he could it's paper and it doesn't have to put it up on a wall but i don't know yeah we'll see we will yeah. see you will see you'll figure it out well i wish you the best in your paper endeavors um and <laughs> speaking of papers um you have <laughs> <laughs> wow that transition is great <laughs> whoa um Speaking of papers, you have a paper to share with us today, which is exciting. (laughs) So what is your paper and who wrote it? Okay. So my paper, the research paper that we're going to be talking about today is called Examining the Interplay of Microbreak Durations and Activities for Employee Recovery, a Mixed Methods Investigation. And it was published this year, 2020, in the Journal of Occupational Health Psychology, and it was written by Andrew Bennett, Allison Gabriel, and Charles Calderwood. Um, this is like my second Allie Gabriel paper that I've yeah. done recently. So she's obviously a rock star. Big uh, fan. Yes. We interviewed her, as many of you probably know. So we'll link to that again. But she's the best. This team is the best. They came up with a really cool study. Yay. And as I mentioned, it's all about micro breaks. So let me first talk about what microbreaks are and then talk about the way that they did the study because there's a couple of different things they did. And then what are our takeaways? So let's start. Microbreaks. Microbreaks are brief breaks that happen during the day. So it's throughout the workday and they're under 10 minutes. So it's like really small, tiny breaks. Um, they're usually done when you're, quote, on the clock. Um, not like a lunch break or something where you might clock in or clock out if you're hourly, um, or like one of those state or, you know, designated breaks where like I know in California, you have to have like certain number of breaks throughout the day, um, usually 15 to 30 minutes long, um, in addition to lunch. So Mm -hmm. it's not one of those breaks. It's like much, much, much shorter than that. Okay. So it's like just a, a little mini break that you would schedule for yourself. Correct. And yeah, it's sometimes it's they're scheduled. Most of the time they're not. Most of the time people are just taking them, you know, as they go throughout the day. So really the goal of a micro break is just take a little brief break from the tasks that you're working on. And the goal that we're talking about here is having it using it as an opportunity to recover and replenish your resources. So things like helping you fix your fatigue, helping you feel more like engaged Um, and generally these types of breaks are often found to lead to good things. Um, but a lot of times people aren't studying the length of the break um, mm-hmm. and comparing that to the type of break too. So this study is cool because it looks at the length. So how long is this break and what are you doing on the break and which what is the best combination mm-hmm. of that length and activity? Okay, cool. So how long should the break be and what type of break is it? Yes, exactly. Awesome. So what are the different types of breaks that you could take? So the types of breaks that they looked at in the study. So, I mean, really what happened is they did two things in the study. They did an interview first. So they had one study where they interviewed people, collected some information about the types of breaks people take that are short, these types of micro breaks. 
um, and what are they doing on them to get some more information about that. And then they did an experiment to test what works. So in that interview study, what they found was that there are three different types of breaks that they were really looking at. There's work-related breaks, um, like things like changing tasks. They're thinking about work accomplishments, making to-do lists. Um, then there's detaching and relaxing breaks. So relaxing breaks are things like stretching, meditating, um, maybe eating a snack. And then detaching breaks are things that gets you to stop thinking about work. So you're like taking a personal call, you're scrolling through Instagram, um, you're watching a YouTube video that somebody sent you, like those kinds Mm. of like completely spacing, getting your head away from work by doing something a little more engaging than the relaxing tasks. Okay. So um, you can take a work break where you're like actually just switching your tasks you can relax yourself or you can do something that's a little more engaging exactly okay awesome and the last two would be not related to doing something that still is on task for work so like Mm -hmm. the work related one seems like you're still doing work but you're like doing something different that maybe you either enjoy more or like gives you a break from something more taxing right exactly so the the non-work-related ones, the detaching and relaxing, those ones are you're doing nothing to do with your work. The phone call you're taking is a personal call solely. Your mom is calling you because whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you are looking at something that has nothing to do with your work activity. Um, if you're relaxing, you are stretching, you are meditating, you're taking a quick, you know, lap around the office, but you're not talking about work, you're not doing anything related to work. It's very much um, separate from the work related break. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So what do they find is most impactful? So which of these breaks or how do they relate to well-being? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of depth into what they did, but I'm going to give you like the quick level summary and then we can dive in a little further. Cool. So with those three different types of breaks, they found that detaching was the best. Hmm. Period. Hands down. Regardless of how much time you spend detaching, that's the best. And Hmm. they looked at things. So to give some more context to start doing the deeper dive. So detaching is good. Better than relaxation. Better than um, doing anything work related. Okay. Overall. But what they actually did was after they did their interview and like learned that people do these you know, three different types of breaks and, you know, what they liked, what they didn't like. They asked a bunch of questions of people around, um, you know, what are they like, let's say on a typical day, how many breaks do you take? How long do your breaks last? When you take a break, what types of things are you doing? What do you think these breaks help you accomplish? And then people are talking about how it makes them feel, you know, re-energized and some sort of recovery. And so after that interview, they went and did an experiment. So they took what they learned there and they did this experiment where they had um, business school students and most of the students that participated also had jobs, but it doesn't really matter because what they did is they came into the lab for one hour and they Mm -hmm. gave them a bunch of activities to do that are taxing on the brain, right? So something that's cognitively challenging. Um, They had to do these project, this um, activity. It's like an attention activity to, that Mm -hmm. they had to work really hard on. And then they were given breaks and then the types of breaks they were given differed. They had the three different types of breaks and they also differed in length. So they had 
a detaching break activity. And in this, ex- in this experiment, the detaching activity was a Saturday Night Live video. So they had mm-hmm. th- three different videos that people watched, depending on length of time. So length of time was one minute, um, one minute, five minutes, or nine minutes. Okay. Okay. So they had three different clips. So you could be detaching for one minute, detaching for five minutes, detaching for nine minutes. They also had a relaxing break activity, which was a mindfulness exercise. And it was the same thing where they had one minute of mindfulness, five, nine. And they also Mm -hmm. watched a video to help them do this mindfulness activity. Okay. And then the third thing was a work-related break activity where they also had the three different lengths of time. And it was basically, um, it was another cognitive task. So they went from like something that was all about attention to a different type of task that required some focus and thinking okay Um, and you probably know this is but the stroop color word conflict task. yes yes yeah so it's basically like you get different um words and different colors and the color doesn't always match the word and you have to say them as quickly as you can Mm -hmm. um so that's obviously not easy if you see a color that's in a word that's in red but it says green you know Mm -hmm. try and identify what it says can be complicated for your brain um, so those are the three different things. So it was SNL, it was a mindfulness meditation and this cognitive task. And then they had different lengths of time. One, five, nine minutes. Okay. Awesome. Yes. I'm curious about one thing. I'm sure that they might've talked about it in the discussion and maybe we can get into it in a little bit. I'm curious about the choice of like a Saturday Night Live clip because like humor seems to be infused in that. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if that's doing anything I don't know if they ever addressed that but that was like I feel like that was an interesting choice yeah I mean I think you're right I think humor probably has an impact they you know talked about the the reason they chose it is because it's been used in other experiments around breaks okay. and things so it wasn't like they just randomly chose SNL it was based right, in right. other work and that's okay. why they chose that um, but I do agree because one of the things they looked at was how much people enjoyed the break and people mm-hmm. enjoyed that one a lot more. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But that's because it's funny. I'm laughing at something, right? So, right, right. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's probably something to be said about that. So that's something interesting to note for sure. So yeah, you know, looking at this with a grain of salt that they're, you know, detachment here includes something that's potentially funny. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it still works because you could do detachment through like Netflix and that could be funny or whatever. But it's just like, I was curious about that choice because it seems to have like a a specific kind of tone to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But cool. Okay. So what did they find? What what length and uh, type of break is most impactful? So when you look at fatigue, so if we're looking to help people feel less exhausted, less fatigued. They think that pretty much breaks helped generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you looked deeper, detaching breaks led to less fatigue. So that was a big one, right? So if you watch these SNL mm-hmm. clips, regardless of time. So if you do it for a minute, five minutes, nine minutes, you're going to feel less tired by the end of this experiment. Um. There wasn't an effect for the relaxing break at all on fatigue, hmm. which I thought was super interesting. That Especially, is interesting. 
Yeah, especially because we've talked about like that mindfulness app study and it almost feels like mindfulness as a practice has longer term benefits, but it might not be great if you just like randomly one second do it. It doesn't hurt your fatigue. It doesn't make you more tired, but -hmm. it doesn't necessarily help you. Yep. I have some thoughts on that as well, Um, but keep going. I want to hear the rest of the results. Um, So I'll just do fatigue and then I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And then we'll talk Mm -hmm. about the other stuff later. So Detaching was big. Relaxing did not help much. Their short one minute work break actually helped. So for a minute, they had to do the Stroop test. So like imagine if you take a quick minute to write a to-do list or a quick minute to do something else, that helped you and it reduced your fatigue. But if you did a five minute work related task, it did not help. There was no effect. And then Mm -hmm. if you did a nine minute work related task, it actually led you to feel more tired at the end. Hmm. Okay. So having that one little minute break is fine, but not to do like long work related breaks. That doesn't count. Okay. So you actually need to do something that's not work related in order to recover. In order to reduce your fatigue. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So that, and that makes a lot of sense. So more, a different type, but more work doesn't help reduce your fatigue, but if you have a break, it does. And the break that helps the most is disconnecting. Although we have some thoughts potentially about um, why the mindfulness intervention in this study didn't work because we know in other studies it has had an impact. And I agree with you in your assessment that if you have somebody who's never done mindfulness before and then you just ask them to do like either one minute of mindfulness, five minutes of mindfulness or nine minutes of mindfulness – that that period of time isn't really enough to train your brain to do what it's supposed to be doing to be effective during mindfulness. So like we have um, done some other data collections that use some mindfulness interventions with like brand new or novice uh, individuals at mindfulness. And what ends up happening a lot of the times early on in mindfulness training and even later in mindfulness training is that your mind bounces around a lot. Um, and so what seems to be like nine minutes of mindfulness when you're first starting can actually be like nine minutes of just thinking of whatever. Um, So I think once you get used to the practice and you actually start to dial in and like really focus and hone on it, it has a really big impact. But when you first start, if it's just like your very first time doing it, you may not have the impacts that you would have if you like stick with it for a little while and try to get your mind to be able to go into that space more easily. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a huge thing for people to know that if you've been doing mindfulness a lot, you probably would be doing just fine with a relaxing um, break if you're going to do some meditation during that break. But the study is just doing this one off. So that's really, really important because I totally agree. If I, you know, when you first start doing mindfulness meditation, then you're totally still learning how to do it. And I think it's very easy for some of these people to spend nine minutes thinking about the attention task they just did in this experiment Mm -hmm. and how do they do on it? And was it hard for them? And did they feel good or bad about it? Whatever. So I feel like it's really, really easy to not do it effectively and therefore not see results in this type of situation. You know, when we looked at that mindfulness app paper that we talked about in the podcast um, several weeks back, that one showed that, you know, short 
snippets of mindfulness over time is really good for your wellness. So it's more of that practice. It's more of honing in on your skills there than, you know, one quick relaxing break. Right. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That's really interesting. So then for the other outcomes, what did they find? Yeah. So vigor was the other thing they looked at, one of the other things. And that was all about, you know, feeling more, um, more lively, feeling more energetic. And they found that micro breaks did help increase vigor, but it didn't bring them back to where they were at the beginning of the study. So with fatigue, you know, I said, let's say I was on a scale of one to 10, I was tired out of five. Um, then I do the, the, the work task and now I'm at a 10 of being tired. And then at the end of the study, I'm back to a five because I took a detaching micro break mm-hmm. with vigor. The detaching micro break definitely helped, but it never got back to where you were. So you're never just as energetic as you were when you started. Um, mm-hmm. So it helps you, but it doesn't actually, um, doesn't actually fully fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was interesting though with vigor, so with fatigue, detachment was the best. And then one minute short work breaks were good. Mm-hmm. Um, for vigor, detachment was the best. Again, regardless of length of detachment, one, five or nine minutes. Mm-hmm. But relaxing, the mindfulness actually did help here. Okay. Um, a little bit. Not as much as detaching did. So watching an SNL clip was still better than doing, a, you know, five minutes of mindfulness. But mindfulness did have a positive impact here. Okay. Cool. So it sounds like if you want to give yourself kind of more energy or replenish your energy, that taking a pause and relaxing might have some benefit. But if you actually want to like decrease your tiredness, it's not going to work to like reverse something bad, but it might help to promote something good. Um, And, but overall, if you want to do both, um, detaching seems to be your best bet. Yep, exactly. Detaching is just time and time again, the best one. Um, They also asked people like at the end of the city, how do they feel? Do they feel like they were detached? Um, Do they feel relaxed? Do they enjoy the breaks? Um, and what they found there was that both with detaching and with the mindfulness activity, um, people felt like they were detaching. They were like, yeah, I felt like I was able to detach from the task during that time. Um, they also felt like they were able to relax. Um, and then they also felt, well, that was for both detaching and relaxing, Mm-hmm. But for enjoyment, people liked the detaching one the most. So going back okay. to your SNL comment, right? Like yes. if they're watching something funny, they like that one the most. Okay. That makes sense. I think, you know, I think that this is all really interesting because I feel like a lot of times with like social media or other sorts of like, um, you know, YouTube and all this kind of stuff, like I think that if people in a workspace saw their employees like standing around watching something funny, they would be like, oh, that's just like a complete waste But Mm -hmm. what it sounds like is like, actually, as long as it's done in a very short period of time and it doesn't turn into like, well, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Have you seen them? Right. Like (laughs) if it stays contained to a small period of time, it sounds like actually that's not a bad thing. Yeah. 
I know. I felt the same way. I was like, ooh, so like scrolling through Instagram and watching like funny animal videos is totally yeah. good for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like nine minutes of it and then you get back into it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, it was really interesting to see that time didn't have as much of an impact. I think they thought that there, that would happen more. Mm-hmm. Um, but really any of these little breaks were helpful when it came to the detaching and relaxing side of things. Um, and then for the work break, the shorter, the better. That's what it really yeah. came, down, came down to. Okay. That makes sense. Um, something that I think is interesting about this too, is that like you might want to plan. So this is really funny, but I work with this collaborator, um, who I really enjoy working with. And, um, she like, if we're, she's in Boston, so we always meet virtually And if we've been like working on something for a while, she'll be like, and we're getting stuck, like writing something or thinking about something. Every time that happens, she'll be like, okay, we need to take five minutes and look at something fun. And she'll like send through a clip and be like, have you seen this like show? Like, look at this clip or like whatever. And every time she does it, I'm always like, obviously I enjoy whatever she sends, but I always think like, I wonder if this is actually like helping us think of something else or not. And not that it necessarily promotes a new idea because that's not what the study looked at. But I think her sentiment is actually it's funny that her sentiment is like research based in a sense. Now mm-hmm. I realize because like um, that's generally what she'll do if we're feeling like bogged down. And I think a lot of times it's not just that you're feeling bogged down in the sense that like you can't think of it. It's just that like you've been thinking for a really long time and your brain is like done with thinking in that moment. So she always does that. She's done that since we started working together like five years ago that she'll be like, okay, time for something funny. Like one of her neighbors keeps posting like funny pictures of herself during quarantine. So she (laughs) like every, like every, you know, hour or so she'll be like time for a picture break and she'll like send it through in the chat and we'll like talk for like five minutes or whatever. Um, But I think it's kind of funny because there's something to that idea, right? That uh, if you're feeling cognitively overloaded, looking at something entertaining can actually be useful. Yeah. I mean, she knew about this before the study even came out. Yes, it's true. Very (laughs) intuitive. Yeah. I'll I'll have to tell her. She's got a research brain, obviously. I mean, she's doing research with you, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll have to tell her because she's always like, you know me. This is how I like to deal with getting stuck is like, look at something entertaining. I'm going to have to tell her research shows. It's a good idea. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. That's really interesting. But yeah, I mean, it does work. And I think to your point, like my main takeaways are if you are feeling really tired, um, if you're starting to like get to a breaking point with work where you're just like, I need to take, I need something like it's okay to take, you know, a break. These micro breaks are less than 10 minutes, one, five, nine minutes, all those worked. So take a little teeny bit of time. even if you have to three minutes, whatever it is, and watch that funny video you've been putting off or look at the text that you're, you know, friend sent with some like cute puppy picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's totally cool. And it's going to help you in the long run. So it's don't feel bad about those breaks, I guess, is the message from a an employee perspective for a leader. I think it's to your point, Katina, important to not get upset if you see someone like on their phone on Instagram watching something funny um, or looking at YouTube or whatever as long as obviously it doesn't become a huge problem where they're doing it constantly but if people are getting their work done and they're generally working most of the time it's really normal for people to take pauses and breaks and it's actually helpful if they do and it's even more helpful if they do it in a way where they're completely not thinking about work they're thinking about that silly 
you know, video clip or animal or whatever. Yeah. Um, more so than, you know, doing another work task. Yeah. I feel like you could even like promote like today's like daily smile or something like, you know, like send <laughs> something through that encourages people like, oh, at some point today, take a look at this. It made me smile or whatever. Um, Obviously, like keeping everything very work appropriate, but like, um, but that could be an interesting practice, I think, to, um, you know, engender that idea of like, it's okay um, to, you know, take 10 minutes and look at something as long as you're not looking at stuff all day long and your work's getting done. Like we always talk about, like if it's not causing a performance problem, then yeah, like people can let their minds rest for a second. And sometimes that is what you need, right? Is just to like give yourself a minute because when you walk, when you've been looking at something, you've been like mired in something for so long and then you walk away from it and come back. Sometimes you're like, oh, okay, now I get what needs to happen. Like it's just like your brain can get like, oh, like, what am I saying? What am I supposed to be like? What is this? What is this sentence supposed to be? Or how am I supposed to work on this project? Like, what's the next move? What's a good idea? What's not a good idea? You can get so like mired in all of that. I think that mm -hmm. if you have an opportunity to sort of walk away and then I find sometimes when you walk away from something and come back to it, it's just that your mind didn't want to think about it in that moment. It needed a second. And then when you come back to it, your brain's like, okay, now I get it. And all of a sudden you're like, I solved it. Good work. You know, <laughs> it's done. Uh, so I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with you. I even think about like the example of when you say like one word over and over again and it just yeah. ends up sounding really weird. Like yes. I feel like that's what happens with your brain when you're in a task or in a project, you're working super hard on it or you're really focused. And then all of a sudden everything just turns to gibberish and you're like, I can't yeah. do this. What I is can't happening? Look. I know. Um, yeah. And so then I think that's where these little breaks can come into play. And I totally love that idea of making it a, a habit. Like a manager of a team can send like a funny video every day. Like when you yeah. need to look up from your computer or from your work, like here, watch this silly YouTube video or look at this really cute puppy running down the street or whatever. Right. Um, I think that there's a lot you could do there. And I even was thinking about this because as you were talking, I was thinking about teams. Like we use Microsoft Teams um, mm -hmm. at Infor and it has like a GIF functionality that's like way more robust than other things that we've been using. Like we use Skype before Teams and right. the functionality in Teams, there's a lot more stuff like memes and GIFs and whatever. And yeah. I feel like we frequently get into these like silly little GIF wars for like a couple minutes like we're talking yeah. you know I aming about a work thing and then all of a sudden we're sending like these silly gifts and then yeah. and then you just like kind of laugh and then you go on and like that's a awesome break and making yeah. other people take a break where you can totally. just watch these funny little things um you know related to a topic and you can I don't know I think those types of things are fun and I yeah. think it makes makes you disconnect for a second and as we know one minute is enough according to this study so yeah it's great yeah, I think that there could be some managers that would be like, ah, like, that's a waste of time. Get back to work, whatever. And this is kind of saying like, no, it actually may be functional. So yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, this has I been agree. helpful. I like this article. I think um, it gives some leeway to people um, who, you know, might be concerned about like, sometimes it feels like my brain just needs a break in the middle of the day. Is that bad? Like, no, it's not bad. It's normal. And um, you should not be up in arms on your team if people decide that they want to take a break. 
Exactly. You don't want a bunch of tired employees. You don't want no. their fatigue to just keep dropping all day long because then, or keep, I guess, increasing. So getting more and more tired all day long yes. um, because then you've got, you've got a problem. You've got people that are not functioning properly at work. They're not working as well. So if you're super concerned about productivity and don't really care if somebody feels tired, well, their being tired is going to impact your productivity. So let them yeah, watch that totally. YouTube video. Yeah. Let it happen. <laughs> let go of control. It's okay. Yes. Yes. So fun article. Thought it was really interesting, relevant for everybody, I think. Um, yeah. Across the board and any job, you know, everyone needs a little break here and there. So don't Very beat yourself true. up if that's true. Very true. Well, thank you for uh, reading it and sharing it with us. I enjoyed of it course. a lot. Yes. Thanks for listening. And we'd love to hear from all of you. Please reach out if you have any questions, stories you want to share. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at workerbeing. You can also find us on our website, which is workerbeing.com. And we also have some new content for all of you. We well, recently to right now, launched a course um, on our website, which we'll send a link to that as well. If you want to check out some of our coursework, things that we can provide you, other tips and tools outside of the podcast and the website, go check it out. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer and produced by Allie Johnson. Oh.